Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Easy Street Sports, an in-depth analysis of the NFL and college football. With me again today is Eric. How are we doing today? Great. Glad to be back. Awesome. All right. So, the Super Bowl was a week ago, and since then there have been some talks about certain veteran quarterbacks potentially shuffling around the NFL, and one particular story that I saw was a potential trade with Green Bay and Tennessee where they essentially were planning on either switching quarterbacks with Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers or having Rodgers come to Tennessee, but the Titans responded with a statement that they were not interested in Aaron Rodgers and they felt that they were confident that they could win with Ryan Tannehill, which last time we argued Ryan Tannehill was a Tier 2 quarterback. He might win you a few games, but he also is not a quarterback that if you're down by 14, 17 points, he's not going to get you out of that hole. And with Ryan Tannehill and a few other teams in the league, why is it so difficult for owners and coaches to see that they have a Tier 2 quarterback? Uh, I think that's a good question. I think that uh, really is, a, you know, when you look across the, the NFL, uh, I think... Coaches and organizations don't understand uh, the, the the importance of have having a tier one quarterback. And the last time we talked, uh, you know, I tried to think of a good example uh, of the tier one versus tier two, and I think. When you look at Ben Roethlisberger, here's a guy who's a clear-cut Tier 1 in a great organization with a Tier 1 coach. With attitude players around him, confident players, talented players around him. In the past, they were deep into the playoffs every year consistently. Pittsburgh is an organization that has flirted with the playoffs and the Super Bowl for years. But now with Ben getting older, injuries, things are slowing down, now his ability has slipped to what I feel is a Tier 2 quarterback and look at the results. you know, Pittsburgh, I don't believe, made it to the playoffs this year. Or if they did, but they they lost in the first round, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, then he decided to retire. And he retired. Pittsburgh realizes that they need to get a Tier 1 quarterback. Because that's what that organization does. They realize with one, we're in the hunt. Without one, we're not. When you look at Tennessee, Tennessee, I think it's a good organization, strong coach, great players, all pro running back. They're 
quarterback is a tier two. Now, it's not that you can't get there, but you have to with a tier two, but not generally on a consistent basis. You, you usually will see a spike, or you'll see the ceiling that we talked about before uh, with a tier two quarterback. And Tennessee sees that, and Tannehill, 49ers see it, and Garoppolo. But the question is great, why do coaches, why do organizations have a hard time seeing that or distinguishing between a tier two and a tier one? I don't think they sit back and look at the fact, which we brought up in your last segment, that there are only maybe eight to ten tier one quarterbacks on the on the planet. So the, these are guys that are going to get you into the playoffs, get you deep into the playoffs, and give you a good shot at winning the Super Bowl. You know, because you got to ask yourself, why do the 49ers get to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo? And then as soon as the Super Bowl is over, they lost, but they played okay. But as soon as the Super Bowl is over, they're questioning whether or not Garoppolo is the guy. But what they're seeing is that ceiling. They recognize, like the Rams did, that Garoppolo and Jared Goff they may have gotten there because they have tier one coaches, they have outstanding players, outstanding organization. They may have gotten there, but they lost. And in fact, you know, they struggle to to score. Struggle to but I I don't think I th I think teams organizations feel that if we surround them with quality players, or like in Dallas, if we surround them with the right coach, they'll make it. We'll win the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you won't. Because literally all the stars have got to line up. I, I think if you look at Tennessee, they're a perfect example of <clears throat> showing that a Tier 2 quarterback can win you games because in the playoffs, the Titans ended up holding on to the one seed and they had a first-round bye, and <clears throat> the AFC playoffs essentially would have gone through them. So they showed in the regular season that with a Tier 2 quarterback of Ryan Tannehill, they have plenty of potential to win big games and they played big games in the season they played Kansas City they played Buffalo and they ended up winning both of those games so there's you see the potential for a tier two quarterback to win some of those big games and win in the regular season and potentially win their division and win the first round bye in the playoffs but then you also see the lack of consistency where the Bengals went to Tennessee and they played in the divisional round and Joe Burrow got sacked nine times in that divisional round against Tennessee. And if you would have told me 
if he would have told anyone that one team sacked the other team's quarterback, you would have assumed... Nine times. Nine times. You would have assumed that that team would have won that game every single time they played. But they didn't, and that tells me that Ryan Tannehill never took advantage of those nine sacks. Maybe on average, in an average game, you might see one to maybe four sacks. So if you're talking double, almost triple that in some cases, and you lost by three points, and the total score was, I believe, it was either 19 to 16, 16 to 13. You're only winning by three points, and you're only scoring 13, 16 points. That tells you that the quarterback wasn't able to take advantage of those big defensive stops, those big defensive plays, and that's why you don't see Tennessee. It, they lost in their first game in the playoffs. They, yeah. What you're, what you're identifying is the pressure that Burroughs was under, mm-hmm. but yet he was still able to pull out a win. Yeah, and. It, uh, what, 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 you know, what, what generally happens is what, what, what the Vikings ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Coach comes in, does a great job, shows, uh, you know, some promise. Team looks good. They make a change and put their eggs in the basket with Kirk Cousins thinking that he's going to take him to the promised land. Mm -hmm. Cowboys are doing the same thing. 49ers are doing the same thing. The Raiders are doing the same thing. Tennessee's doing the same thing. Now, what generally happens is they don't get there. Or they just get to the playoffs, maybe win their division, but then they don't get anywhere beyond that. They don't threaten to win the Super Bowl, generally. No. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're one of those teams and you've got quality players, you have to recognize fairly quickly that all the pieces are in place, but the quarterback, that ceiling is staring us right in the face and we're not getting there. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it, it's it's strange because you hear Jerry Jones making moves for a new coach. Yep. Vikings making a move for a new coach. But yet... They don't understand they, that they, they help yeah, tier two quarterbacks. Right. Yep. Because I don't want to say the coach isn't important, but let's look at Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay just lost Tom, Tom Brady. Yep. Okay. They're not going to replace him with a, with a tier two quarterback and make it to the playoffs, let alone see the Super Bowl. I'll be willing to bet that Aaron's never sees the Super Bowl again. Bruce Arians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he'll never see the Super Bowl again. No. Um, the, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, you look back at the Cowboys, you know, they, they won the Super Bowl with Staubach. They won the Super Bowl with Aikman. Those are tier one Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You you know, as I brought up before, look at Green Bay, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, tier one quarterbacks, all won Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, Patriots, Tom Brady, 
you know, look at the Patriots, Patriots before that. I don't know if they won a Super Bowl before that. None. I don't think they did. Nope, nothing. And then Tom Brady came in, won them six. He left. They had a year with Cam Newton. Nothing really materialized. Right. Now they have Mac Jones. They made it to the playoffs, but they got outed by uh, the Bills. Right. Who, with Josh Allen, another Mm -hmm. Tier 1 quarterback, is probably going to have a stronger grasp of that division the next 10, 12 years if Josh Allen stays in Buffalo. Right. Look, you know, you look. I keep coming back to the Cowboys, but you look at they just drafted that Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. And now there's an attitude player, fresh yeah. out of college. Great move, great player, fast, just a football player. So they have players, the Cowboys do. 49ers, they have players. Tennessee, they have players. They're ready. Lions are not ready. The Bears are not ready. They're, you know... Generally, they've got a lot of pieces they right. need to fix. Yeah, right. you know Tampa Bay when when Brady got there, you got to realize they had Jameis Winston. He just got off a year where he threw thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. They were either seven and nine, eight and eight, somewhere in that five hundred range. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady shows up, brings Rob Gronkowski with him. They make it to the Super Bowl. But see, you know, go back and look at that. You have. You have a an average coach. Uh, you have an average organization, in the sense that they don't have a history of going deep in the playoffs or knocking on the. You know, they've won a Super Bowl in the past, but they don't have a history of it like the Steelers do. Right. Um, you bring in. They didn't just bring in Brady, but they brought in Brady. They brought in Gronkowski, attitude player, mm-hmm. talented player. Then they brought in Antonio Brown, attitude player, yeah. confident player, arrogance gives gives that tremendous spark to the other good players that were already there. So you know the Rams did the same thing. The Rams had those attitude players, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald. You know you have, uh, but then they brought in uh, Von Miller from Von the Broncos, Miller. and they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. Right, attitude player. Yep. But they needed a tier one quarterback. I think the the Rams are a perfect example of a team that looked themselves in the mirror and recognized that they had a quarterback with Jared Goff who got them to the playoffs, got them to the Super Bowl, but his ceiling was three points in the Super Bowl, not any touchdown. If you score three points in the Super Bowl, that's... There's cause for concern of your legitimacy as a quarterback. And they looked themselves in the mirror, realized that that was the piece that wasn't working. Not their defense, not their coaching, but the quarterback wasn't a tier one quarterback. Wasn't good enough to get them to that point. They saw Matthew Stafford, who a lot of people doubted because he never really developed or never really produced anything significant in Detroit. They make that trade. Literally a year later, he won the Super Bowl. Right. There was all this doubt that Stafford wasn't able to win a playoff game, beat the Cardinals. They were concerned that he couldn't beat a good team. Some people argued that the Cardinals kind of folded in the second half of the season. Okay, then he beat Tom Brady, arguably sent him into retirement. Then beat the 49ers, who... The Rams coach, Sean McVay, had 
a lot of trouble against the last few years. I think they were 5-0. and The San Francisco 49ers were 5-0 and against Sean McVay, 6-0. and It was either 5-0 and or 6-0 and going into that game. And they ended up winning that, getting to the Super Bowl, beating the Bengals. So just the change in recognizing that they needed an actual Tier 1 quarterback got them to that point because that was the piece they were missing. See, this is the time of year where you are watching to see if the coaches and organizations of these teams that are on the bubble, mm-hmm. 49ers, Cowboys, if they recognize the significance of the quarterback. Now, I, I think they do. I think they realize that it's important, but I don't think they realize just how important, like the Rams did. So this time of year is, is, is to me, is always interesting because you got teams looking to the draft, you got teams that are looking at, you know, quarterbacks on other teams. Um, and, you know, you see, you read in the news that they try to connect Rodgers with, with the Cowboys. They try to connect him with the Raiders. They try to connect Tom Brady. They're talking about he only wants to play for one team. That's probably the 49ers. Uh, he knows organization, coach, mm-hmm. players, they're ready to go. The the forty I know the forty niners that Broncos, uh, you, you know I, I I don't know who the Broncos I, you know Broncos are not a, I wouldn't consider them a bubble team now Rodgers goes there he probably will get them to the playoffs I, I don't know if they have what it takes to mm-hmm. but but back to the you know some of these owners and organizations I think recognize that I think the Steelers do I think the Steelers are going to do everything they can to land one of the eight to ten tier one quarterbacks that you have to have if you want to go deep and you want to actually have a shot at winning. Yep. You know, so, but but the other ones just continually flounder. I, you know, uh, they, one of the, th- one of the major components, I think, of a tier two quarterback is that they have the potential to win their division with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they won their division. They were able to host a playoff game. The 49ers didn't win their division, but they were able to beat the Cowboys. And you had Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, who won their division, were the number one seed in the AFC and ended up getting a first-round bye. And those are the three teams where they're still trying to hang on to that quarterback that won them their division, won them that first playoff game in the playoffs, or got them that first round by. There's all that production up front, but then when it comes to the playoffs, when it's win now, not I won games earlier in the season, I need to win now, those quarterbacks left the playoffs before the Super Bowl. See, I, I went uh, a couple of years ago and watched a couple or a few years ago and watched the, the uh, Packers play the Bears. I saw uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers play against Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler's a good quarterback. He's a tier two. Mm-hmm. Good arm, pretty good athlete, pretty good quarterback. Tier two. 
you can see when you're there the difference between a tier one and a tier two. You can see it. I mean, the things that that Aaron Rodgers did uh, were were at another level. You could just see some of the moves, some of the passes, some of the you know things that he did. With you know, it just you know, Cut Cutler I think did well, but you could just see that that Rodgers at a whole nother level. There's a there's a mesh between talent and confidence. Right. So if you you know back to your question, I, you see that you know a team is willing to swap quarterbacks like Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers, and they're willing to give up a couple of draft choices or whatever. If you got the players, you need to sell whatever you can to get a tier one quarterback because it, it comes back to what I said. There's only so many on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody retires, like Drew Brees did, the next question is, okay, who's going to come up and fill that slot and be the next guy to truth to, to move into the to move up? You know, because <clears throat> at one time. Drew Brees was playing behind Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is no. He was tier one mm-hmm. quarterback, very talented. When you look at his results, you know, very lukewarm results. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the organization uh, did not surround him with the type of players that they needed to, and you're starting to see the same results with the new guy they have. Uh, the Chargers with uh, Justin uh, Herbert. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the same lukewarm results. Maybe nibble at the playoffs, but when you have a tier one quarterback, you got to do what what Tampa Bay did. You got to do what what uh, the Rams did. You got to surround them with with talent. <clears throat> See the Lions. The Lions went and got the receivers. But, you know, they also, but they didn't have any of those arrogant players. They didn't have tier one coaches. They didn't have Sean McVay. They didn't have the guy with Green Bay. They didn't have Shanahan with 49ers. They didn't have a coach like that. You know, you, you, that combination of, you know, McVay and Stafford, you could just see it just blossom throughout the Super Bowl. I mean, they're down, and McVay is just locked in, and him and Stafford are locked in, and, you know, Stafford's got Cooper Cup, and he's got, uh, and then then they had, what's his name, got hurt. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham got hurt, so now they lost a huge weapon. Mm-hmm. So now they really got a lockdown, and... You know, and focus on what they're doing. But once again, that's what a tier tier one can do for you. Yeah. So it, it'll be the next. I would say the next few months with the deal making, it'll be interesting to see these teams on the bubble really aggressively go after the tier one quarterback, the guy that's going to get them 
give them the best chance to knock on the door. Mm -hmm. And if we look specifically at the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, let's go through and see how many are actually Tier 1. Okay. So we can, of course, start with Tom Brady, an obvious Tier 1. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, Tier 1 quarterback. Yep. Justin Herbert. He's new. He's young. But I would probably say that he he's like Andrew Luck. You can see that he's got the Tier 1 quarterback pieces. I, I, I think Andrew Luck is a perfect example of why you cannot label a quarterback as a Tier 1 quarterback when, in Justin Herbert's case, he's two years in. That's not enough of a sample size to argue whether he's a Tier 2 or a Tier 1 quarterback because you're you're dealing with potentially some players coming in through the draft, through free agency. I mean, if you look at just Joe Burrow, last year he did look good before he was injured, but that there wasn't enough to argue whether he was a Tier 1, Tier 2 quarterback. They didn't do well last year. Go back into the draft. Then he shows tier one qualities, and they get to the Super Bowl. See, it's it's not stats. No, what you're looking at the results. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Stats. There have been quarterbacks in the past that have great stats, great arms, great athletes. I remember a guy named Jeff George. Great arm. Had all kinds of positive things said about him. He he never accomplished mm-hmm. much of anything. So it's you're looking for quarterbacks that produce results not stats. The stats are generally there or you know in the, the vicinity of, of the results. But you're looking at results like Staubach, like like Bradshaw. Yeah. You know, they're you know their quarterback rating you know, who, who cares? Look at the results. Bradshaw's you know, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was another one, Super Bowl four times. I mean they didn't win one, they know they would have if they would have kicked that field goal. I mean that chip shot they missed it. But you know he's you know, he's another one. So anyways, let's go back to... So again, we've got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, not Justin Herbert because it's too early. He's year two. Joe Burrow, another year two. But I would count him. You know, when you can do that year two coming off a of knee surgery, I would say, because you got to put... The, you got to put quarterbacks in the slot um, if they have the skill to get you to that level and sometimes when they're new you're you're making your best educated guess until they've you're assuming that the results are going to continue okay so we can with joe burrow's record of getting to the playoffs that leaves us with three so far patrick mahomes would be another yep gives us four josh allen is another tier one quarterback right Kyler Murray? I would, even though he's new, I think everything is pointing to the, his skill level producing. Consistent playoff results. Russell Wilson? So Kyler Murray gives us six. Matthew Stafford gives us seven with what he just did with the Rams. Dak Prescott? Tier 2. Tier 2 quarterback. Derek Carr, Tier 2. Ryan Tannehill, Tier 2. Russell Wilson would, would be 8. 
I would say he's tier one. Yep, the two back-to-back Super Bowls that he had earlier in his career. Kirk Cousins is a tier two. Lamar Jackson. Now, he's a bubble guy. Um, he's somebody who would need... This is his fourth year. Right. He might need a full seven to get enough of a sample size. I, if I, he I, makes it to the playoffs, wins the division a couple more times in the next two, three, four years, then he can prove himself to be a tier one. Right. I, so right now, I would say he's a bubble guy. I think they got the organization. I think they've yeah. got the players. I think they've got the tier one coach. And he was injured, so it's, it's hard right. to evaluate right. a quarterback when he's injured. So right. we'll say tier two for now, but he definitely has the potential to be a tier one right. very, very quickly. Right. I would not get rid of him if I was nope. Baltimore. Nope. I, you know, because you're you're looking at okay, if I take this guy and put him on my roster like Kirk Cousins, then I'm assuming I'm putting my eggs in his basket. Yep. So if I say tier two, that's basically saying you're putting your eggs in the basket of the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna produce get the results you want. No. So we're still at eight. Jalen Hurts. Year two, probably not enough of a sample size. The Eagles did get to the playoffs, but I still think that unless you have a season like a Joe Burrow, it's hard to tell two years in. Yeah, he, he's a Tier 2. Matt Ryan, Tier 2. Mac Jones, a rookie. They made it to the playoffs, but he's a rookie. Uh, it's uh, right. Now, yeah, and we've only had one year with him, and I'm going to say because of what he did to Cam Newton, uh, I'm going to say he's a bubble. I'm going to say he's a bubble. Yeah, I would argue that he's a Tier 2. Definitely has the potential to be a Tier 1. But again, when you're talking with guys that have one, two, three, four years under their belt, it's hard to evaluate them because if you look at Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and these other Tier 1 quarterbacks, they're consistently winning their division, hosting playoff games, winning playoff games. They've been to multiple Super Bowls. You're seeing a lot of success in the postseason. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo, a Tier 2 quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. Tier 3. Arguably a Tier 3. Carson Wentz, Tier 2. Carson Wentz, I would put him on the bubble. A bubble. Because, you know, we went and saw him play. Yep. Actually against Brady. Mm -hmm. I was impressed. He, he's. I think he's good. I think when you look at what he did in Philadelphia before he got hurt, he brought him. He excuse me. He brought them uh, to the playoffs with confidence. And Foles ended up stepping in, having the to to do some stuff at the end. Um, I would say Carson Wentz is a player that I could possibly put on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that. For, I think he's got that athletic ability. He's got that upside. Um, I think he's a good example of a quarterback who, the players around him aren't as good as they potentially could be. Mm-hmm. So I think he's limited in that department. I think their running game was good, but I think that his receivers were not the phenomenal receivers that you see at these other teams. And believe it or not, I mean, Aaron Rodgers talks about wanting, if he goes somewhere else, he wants uh, Devontae Adams to go with him. You know, and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's, the guy's 
top shelf receiver. Yeah, those positions go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So you know, just like just like Brady did with Gronkowski. Yeah. Look, if I go, I want to have these weapons. Mm-hmm. So, but Gronkowski's a good example. Of how I talked about in the last session is when you go into the draft, you're not just looking at the kids coming up from college, and, you're, and I know it's off off topic a little mm-hmm. bit, but you're not just looking at the kids uh, that are coming up. You know, to be drafted, you're also looking at players on other teams, but you're also looking at guys that hung up their cleats. You know, they, you know, Cowboys had Witten, they brought him back, and he may have, you know, provided a little bit of oomph, but nothing like a little bit of a punch, but nothing like Gronkowski did. So, I mean, there might be some players out there that are that are retired, but you might be able to entice them to come back, and they still might have some fuel and gas in the tank. So, anyways, back to where we're at. So, what are we at? Eight? We have eight tier one quarterbacks as of right now. James Winston? He's, a, I would say he's a, you might, well, he's a tier two. Yeah. I, I, you could say tier three because he's undisciplined. But right coach, with a disciplined coach, I think the Saints were seeing some, some potential with him, some progress with him. I don't think they'd ever be able to go, as, you know, possibly with him because he's, he has the potential. I mean, the guy what he threw for five thousand yards, but he threw so many interceptions. You got to have a coach that can create some discipline with that guy. Yeah. So you get the right, maybe a Byron Leftwich or Eric Bieniemy. You get you get the right or Kellen Moore, somebody who's a disciplined or a talented offensive coordinator could really bring out the goodness and you know the potential in that kid. Yeah. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. He's tier. Tier two. Tier three. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff. Tier two. Two, tier three, yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I think, has brought that extra component, that extra piece that we talk about, the arrogance, the confidence. And I, and I don't, when I say this, I don't say it in a bad way, but it's, you know, some of these, having played at the college level, you see some of these guys walk on the field with that confidence. And that, I think Baker Mayfield had that. Mm-hmm. I think he showed great leadership. I think he was hurt this last year. He was. And when you're hurt trying to play the quarterback position, you know, it's very people could want him to play well, but when you're hurt, your arm or whatever, you don't have that pop in your arm, you know, that, that extra zip, you know, that at the NFL level, mm-hmm. that's hard to make up or hard to hide or overcome that, that kind of, you know, injury. We saw it with Stafford with the Lions. So I think Baker Mayfield is another bubble. bubble. He hasn't been in the, in the league that long, but what he has done has been pretty good. I think, I think the Browns should keep him and build around him. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that this year he was battling quite a few injuries through the entire season, and I know he got shoulder surgery at, at the end of the regular season. But I think, like you said, he has that moxie or that confidence where the other players recognize that, right. and he can produce right. things when needed. Yeah. But I think he dealt with a lot of injuries, and that's what kind of made this season not look as good as he did last year. Right. So I think next year, without any injuries, I think it's a completely different story right. for Baker Mayfield. Right. So I think, I think... Again, this four years in, I think a bubble sounds like the right spot, but I definitely see that he, with enough years, and they keep building the team around him because the Browns, uh, of course, had a really good run game. So I think they're they're on the bubble, and he definitely could become a tier tier one quarterback. Yep. Daniel Jones, 
arguably tier three. Yeah. Uh, not really producing anything phenomenal. Ben Roethlisberger, he retired, but he would potentially be a he tier was a one. one. He was a superstar, great player. I think he was the youngest one to ever win a Super Bowl. I, I, I think he, um, kind of like like a Dan Marino, once they, you know, the injuries and the age, things start to catch up with you. You know, Philip Rivers, same thing. Yeah. You start to slide. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just, there's yeah. just, you know, nature takes, runs its course. Yeah. I think because he retired, we're not going to include him. And I think the last few years he got a little older. Like you said, right. the injuries started to deteriorate his ability down to a tier two. Right. But in his prime, he was one of the tier one quarterbacks. Right. So we're still at eight just because he retired and, again, injuries started to take its toll. Taylor Heineke with the Washington football team, now Washington Commanders, probably a tier three. Two or three, yeah. Two or three. Yep. Justin Fields, a rookie. Two or three. Two or three. You know, see, now once again, when you look at these, you you, you recognize you're not going to win a Super Bowl with these guys. You're not. You're, lucky to get to the playoffs. I mean, that, that some of them it's easy to see. The confusion comes when you get to those better tier two players like a Cousins or a Dak Prescott. You know, when you get to those kind of players, that's where owners are confused. And what, hap- what happens is they waste their talent. They waste, you know, they, they've get, got talent there, but then they, they, they waste the time that they have that talent. Because you don't sign somebody to a contract for, you know, forty years, million a year. You know, so you only have that that right combination for a few years. So you got to plug the right guy in. So and that's where that's where they're confused. Like you know, some of these other guys, they're not gonna they're no. not gonna get you there. And with Justin Fields and Davis Mills, um, Justin Fields, of course, with the Bears, and then Davis Mills with the Texans. They're both rookies, so it's hard to really tell. You know, usually you see a lot of production early, but again, it's it's hard to tell with rookies. There's another guy you bring up the Texans, Deshaun Watson. He's a tier one quarterback. You see him play. You see the results he brought. Up, you know, now he's dealing with some personal issues, which we talked about in the last. He session. hasn't played in a few years, but so. he's another one that you can, you know, you can potentially. Yep. We'll leave him off the list solely because of those other things where he's not on the field, personal issues. We won't get into detail, but he's not playing at the end of the day. So we won't include him. Trevor Lawrence, again, another rookie. So it's just, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. And I don't think that with Jacksonville, uh, the coaching issues and things that they had there, you know, I I think, you know, I think he's going to end up, it's hard to say. It really is. It's hard to say. I, I don't. So I, I think right now I think you mm-hmm. can safely put him at a two. Yeah. Unless you see a quarterback like Joe Burrow where they show getting winning their division, getting to the playoffs, winning, getting to the Super Bowl, if you don't see a player who has who's either a rookie or two years, three years in getting to that point, mm-hmm. it's hard to gauge where they're actually at in terms of the other quarterbacks in the league. Right, but you know, you also got to look at Burrow. He didn't just get to the Super Bowl; they threatened to win that sucker. They did. They you did. Know, so you know, and, and and Cincinnati's not. No, Cincinnati one of looks, the strongest organizations in the, in the. You know, I think it's a good organization. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't think it's. They've got some history there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great town. I think it's a great. You know, but they're already talking about Burrow's. Is he going to stay there? Yeah. So if that, he's not going to stay there. Where's he going to go? I and I don't. I you know, that doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me. 
for them to, for him to already look to move. When, well, he could want to be in a bigger market. He could want to be in a Miami, where it's a bigger you know it's a bigger market. Could want to be in uh, you know. Uh, um, I I I get what you mean. You where know, Chicago, there might be some other teams that have certain players, and you might get into this rhythm where you have a situation like what Brady did, where he goes to a different team, and he was only there for a two for two years. But I think one of the things we need to remember is that Tom Brady only had one, two, three years left in the tank. Right. And he might come back and play, but we're, you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. A complete anomaly from any other quarterback out there. So, but I think if you start to see this revolving door of quarterbacks where they're here two years, they're down in Miami two years, and then they're out in... Las Vegas for two years, then there's there's no real dynasty forming. It's just a ton of all-star teams that just happen to all meet at the same place for two years, and then they meet somewhere else for two years. And that that's kind of, I don't quite, I see that happening in the NBA, but I don't see that happening here. Right. Now, now here's a, here's a situation, let's say Burroughs is looking somewhere else, possibly. You're Chicago, for example, with Justin Fields. Or you're Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Okay, you got your eggs in their basket. If you don't dump that basket over immediately and sell the farm to try to get somebody like a Burroughs, that's where these, these teams... You know, they try to hold on, and they don't recognize that their guy's a Tier 2 all day long. And that was, the I think, the first question that we asked is, why is it so difficult? And that's because you see teams like Tennessee with Tannehill, when you see your team win your division, get the number one seed in your conference, and then you get a first-round bye, it's hard for a team to think, that's not our guy when that's where they got to at the end right. of the regular season. That's and that's and that's true. I mean, they, they won their division, which is not easy to do. It's not easy to win any division. Mm-hmm. And then you get the number one seed, so you have the best record in the entire conference. And the, the, the first round by, and so that might be hard for teams to realize that that's their ceiling when they were just there. Right. So it, it's hard when... To, to take that success and then throw it out for somebody else who shows more potential, but then there's no real concrete moving forward with the team. And then same thing with, you talked about Chicago with Joe Burrow potentially going there. And that's just, a, I, that, that, I haven't seen it. He's just talking about, or people are talking about him moving. The, the potential movements that he might go to. But then those teams, when you draft quarterback in the first round, the first couple picks, and you get a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, that's a team where they're rebuilding from scratch. They're taking from college to try to build somebody from there. And so I don't think they're going to move off a a rookie that they started all season, that they want to see what they'll develop into. So I think that that's just a lot of fluff. I don't think that that, I don't, I don't think this Joe Burrow is going to leave Cincinnati anytime soon. Right. I think that they're going to plan on building the offensive line, which I think was the biggest issue in the Super Bowl. 
because I think if he had a better offensive line, I think that it would have been a completely different story. Right. So I think that they're just going to build their offense and their offensive line around Joe Burrow, and they'll probably be back in the conversation very soon. But back to our quarterbacks, Sam Darnold with the Panthers, I would argue tier three. Yep. Not. Yep. And then Zach Wilson with the Jets, who is also another rookie. Uh, you know, I think he's got some potential. I think he's got a little moxie, you know, like you brought up earlier. But, you know, he's so far I'm only seeing tier two, yep. you know. But he's, you know, you, you, you don't know. They don't all come out and produce like Joe Burrows did right out of the gate. I mean, they're not all going to be, you know, they're not all going to get to the Super Bowl. But, you know, you look at Patrick Mahomes, he did fairly early. You know, he did early. Um, you look at Burroughs, you, you know, you, so you do, you look at, look at Brady. Brady, I mean, heck, he, he, uh, he had results right away. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, um, you know, he proved himself right away. But you look at you know Drew Brees, Drew Brees was on the bench in San Diego with Philip Rivers. There. With Philip Philip Rivers starting, and then he ends up. Now I don't know if he went somewhere prior, went somewhere after, and then ended up the Saints. But eventually went up to the Saints because the Saints recognized, hey, wait a minute, this Drew Brees kid is is pretty good, you know. So there once again. They plucked him off of the. Uh, I think they took him from. I think he went from San Diego right to the Saints. I could be wrong. He maybe went somewhere else in between there. But and then look at what that guy produced. He out. He outshined Philip Rivers, and when he was in San Diego, he was sitting on the bench for San Diego. So once again, don't just look at the people coming up. You scour every team, and every possible quarterback that that's 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 out there. But as you can see, we're going through this, and we're at what eight or eight or nine. We so ended far. all thirty-two teams, and we, eight, eight tier one quarterbacks. And Deshaun Watson, I would say, is nine. If he's going to play, if yeah, if he's going to play, I would say he's nine. So you have to have one of those nine, or one of those three or so or four bubble quarterbacks that we talked about, and surround them with talent. So if you're one of those teams, that's going to be the playoffs. Yep. That'll be the playoffs. Now, you could end up, you know, you say, well, Garoppolo got there. But Garoppolo got there because he had a Tier 1 coach, Tier 1 organization, Tier 1 players surrounding him. And, you know, that, so that's, you know, you could say, okay, um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, who, who last year it was Brady in the Super Bowl? With, with um, the Kansas Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, there was another one. Who was the tier two quarterback? That... If the the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Eagles. So Wentz gets him there, and then Foles ends up winning the Super Bowl. So it's not like a tier two can't win a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, you say why is he a tier two when he went to the Super Bowl? But if you look at his results, not his stats. Look at his results. You see a spike. I, I think what you're getting at is is we talk about tier one quarterbacks, tier two quarterbacks. Okay, what does that actually look like? We we talk about how stats don't matter. What do those stats look like? Well, if we go back and look at all of the Super Bowls from just a week ago to 2013, we had the Rams and the Bengals. 
Stafford was a tier one quarterback. And then Joe Burrow, we argued, was one of the bubbles. One no, of the tier he, ones. He, tier one. Tier one. Both in the playoffs, both in the Super Bowl. The year before that, it was Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. And then Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, both tier one. Was or was it Garoppolo? When who who was their last year? The year before that oh, okay. Okay. was okay. Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo. So you have to okay. go back three years now when Jimmy Garoppolo got there. Right. And they got there, but they ended up losing the game to a tier one quarterback. To a tier one quarterback who with Patrick Mahomes beat the 49ers and then the following year got there again. They did lose to Tampa Bay, but he got back there the following year. And then this year he was in the AFC Championship. So you also see this level of consistency. Mm-hmm. So you had, again, you had Kansas City, San Francisco with Patrick Mahomes and Garoppolo, respectively. The year before that, you had Tom Brady when he, the, his second to last year with the Patriots, and the Rams with Jared Goff. And that was the year where the lowest ever scoring Super Bowl. 13 to 3, Jared Goff, who's clearly a tier 2 quarterback, led the Rams to scoring 3 points in the Super Bowl. So you also see a level of a low amount of points being scored by a tier 2 quarterback. Then you go back another year to 2018. That's the last year where a tier 2 quarterback arguably, well even with Nick Foles, he's a backup somewhere, he might be a tier 3 quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was when the magical run of the Philadelphia Eagles beating a Tier 1 quarterback with Tom Brady. Right. So you have to go back to 2018 before a Tier 2 quarterback miraculously won it. But then since then, the Eagles have maybe made the playoffs maybe twice, if not once, when they just lost to Tampa Bay this year. Mm -hmm. So there's that lack of consistency with a Tier 2 quarterback. The year before that, was the Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, 28-3. Falcons had it in the bag going into halftime. Fold in the second half. Patriots win. Matt Ryan has yet to produce anything since. So another Tier 2 quarterback who got there miraculously. And then zero consistency afterwards. He ran smack dab into his ceiling. And... That hasn't was, been there since, nope. and wasn't able to close out the game, and then the Tier 1 quarterback came back and beat him. Yep. And then in 2016, you have the team, or you have the game between Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning and the Carolina Panthers with um, Cam, Newton. Cam Newton. See, now that's a situation where you literally had Cam Newton, who, when he was younger, I would say was a Tier 1 mm-hmm. co- or quarterback. Yep. And then you had Tom Brady, who was obviously a tier Peyton one. Manning. Or excuse me, Peyton Manning was a tier one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you know, but then after that, Cam Newton just started to deteriorate rapidly. Right. Right. And, and now he I wouldn't even I he's a tier three now. He's he's a distraction. Yeah. That's why Belichick didn't keep him. No. You know, he's yeah. uh and that's what I hope Burroughs doesn't do. I you know, you see Burroughs coming in with that flat the flashy clothes, kinda like Cam Newton. It's like, oh no, no, no. Don't don't go down the path that, that Cam Newton went down. I'm I'm don't not do quite that. sure that that's the same thing, but there's there's a fine line between confidence and then 
stupid arrogance, which yeah. I think Cam Newton shows, but I, I, I don't believe that that's the route that Joe Burrow is taking. Right. If it, I, if I it, hope it I, hope I hope not either. But if it gets worse, then well, that, you see the arrogance, the confidence, and that's good. But when it goes, I don't know. I I'll just we'll just we'll just think the best, hope for mm-hmm. the best with that. Then the year before that. In 2015, you had the Patriots beating the Seahawks. So again, you had had Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, both Tier 1 quarterbacks. The year before that, you had Seattle beating Denver with Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, another two Tier 1 quarterbacks, both both teams. So you have to go back to 2013 when Baltimore beat San Francisco when it was Joe Flacco and Colin Kaepernick. You have to go back to 2013 when both quarterbacks were clearly tier two, and the majority Joe Flacco and Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick were both tier two quarterbacks. And that's a perfect example of both teams had a tier two quarterback, but the majority of their success, if not all of it, was in large part of the rest of the team, the coaching, the defense, all the other pieces that could cover up the blemishes of those Tier 2 quarterbacks. And it was Tier 2 versus Tier 2 that made that game close. Baltimore and, and only won. And you could make the argument that Flacco and Kaepernick back then may have been, you know, a bubble player. Because, you know, Flacco was younger. Um, since then, he's done nothing but Tier 2, Tier 3, if he's even still in the league. I don't know. Kaepernick's not in the league. But at the time, Kaepernick was pretty athletic, mm-hmm. you know, truly had some skill and some ability, and then he, you know, went off the rails a little bit. So, you know, you could make the, the comment, or the you, you could put him in a bubble position where a good coach and good players with, you know, the, you know Baltimore had Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. had those arrogant, confident players. They had those other strong that's, pieces. That's a that's another huge piece. And they, and, you know, and they both had the Harbaugh's were the coaches. So you have tier mm-hmm. one coaches. So that kind of combination can take a bubble player, you know, well, look what Shanahan's done with Garoppolo. Uh you know, and the results he's gotten out of him, mm-hmm. you know, with the 49ers. Yeah. You know, so, and they're kind of telling you, when the 49ers are, are doing as well as they're doing, and they're looking at getting rid of their quarterback, when the Lions would, and the Bears would do anything to have those kind of results. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, okay, why would the 49ers? Why did the 49ers draft Trey Lance? Why are they looking to trade Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. when they're in the AFC or the NFC championship game because they see that ceiling. They see that ceiling. See that's the thing Jerry Jones is missing. Gruden saw it in Derek Carr cuz there was some talk initially when he got there whether or not he wanted to stay with Derek Carr and he wasn't sure with Derek Carr and he kind of was coaching him up and trying to see if he could get him to that bubble spot, you know, because there was some potential there. But the Raiders are not you know, now they've had some coaching issues and stuff, so... And they're in a, they are in they did make it to the playoffs, but they're in a difficult division. So, right. again, but at the end of the day, when you're dealing with a Tier 2 quarterback at the helm, right. it makes winning, not just winning games in general, because you saw a Tier 2 quarterback, I keep talking about the Titans, but you saw them win their division, get that first round by, have that one seed in the AFC, it's possible for... Tier two quarterback to win in the regular season, win some of those bigger games, 
But when it comes crunch time, it comes time to we have to win or go home. The tier one quarterbacks are the ones that show up, come back from a deficit, don't have to have everything work. They can make plays, use their athleticism, use their confidence, use that arrogance with the team, and come back and win those big games. And the tier two quarterbacks have to have everything go perfect or they'll fold and lose. Right. So, yeah, so I think those are the ones, eight or nine players that you've talked about. They've got a few bubble players. But if you're outside of those players, you are not going to win the Super Bowl. You're not going to go deep in the playoffs, most likely. And you have to get rid of draft choice. You have to do whatever you can to get a tier one quarterback. You have to look at. I mean, look at organizations. If they've won Super Bowls, you look back at their players. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Packers. Look at Cowboys. You look at these these teams, and you look back, and they're like, "Look, we won the Super Bowl with look at look at the uh, Steelers. They won Super Bowls with tier one quarterbacks." Because you know. It, 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 you're not necessarily going to want to just win it once. I mean, look at the Patriots. They held on to Tom Brady, and look at how many how many they won. That consistency. Right. You also see it. You know, Tampa Bay had Brady two years. They knocked on the door. They won it the first year, knocked on the door the second year. If they'd have had him a third year, mm-hmm. and you fill that Antonio Brown position, they're going to be there again. Yep. They also they also dealt with a lot of injuries in that Rams-Bucks game, so that also plays a role in it, too. So... If he were to stay, if he were to not, if he were to come out of retirement, you could definitely make the argument that they could probably be right back.